Happy Monday, everyone. It's Felicia Atlas here again with another Dimension of Greatness. I am excited to be here with you today. I'm blessed to be here with you again and um, glad that you're listening. I just want to take this time to say thank you to everyone that has been so supportive, especially this past week. Um, I've seen some people have been sharing, some people have been commenting, and people have really been enjoying um, the potential that we offer through this Dimension of Greatness portal, and God has been gracious and good to us, so I'm glad that I am here with you again, and I'm glad that we're in a new month. I hope that your January was as blessed as mine. I can't even begin to say how glorious and gracious the Lord has been to me throughout the month of January. And I started my year off strong. And February is my favorite month, of course, because it's my birthday month. So I am soaking up every opportunity to be more in tune to the things that God has in store for me, because I know that he's going to give me a birthday gift like he always does. And, um, spiritually that is. And, um, I'm just grateful and I cannot wait to give him praise for another year, but I'm glad to see another month, 2021, and I am thanking him for what he did in January, and I know that greater things will take place in February. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I've been in a spirit of praise as usual, and um, like I say every week, it is very important that we spend time with God allow him to be God, allow him to show up and show out and um, give him the praise that he is due. These are the times where God reveals who he is. There are three major things that the Lord was dealing with me about over the weekend that come through, you know, spending time with him. And um, it's the encounters that we have with him that make communion very important very special to the Lord, to us. Um, he reveals himself, but most importantly, um, you know, the entire heavenly host is present, um, when you have a divine encounter with God. And I was telling my mother last night, I don't go a day without one. And, um, I, I'm thankful for that grace. And I hope that I continue to operate in that particular grace where I can touch God on a daily basis and receive revelation from on high and receive a dimension of greatness to go forth and do greater works in the name of Jesus. Today is going to be very heavy, ladies ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a little weighty, so bear with me. We're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to say a quick prayer today. God, we just thank you for this opportunity today. We thank you for another opportunity to be able to discuss the dimension of greatness. I just ask that through this time of fellowship and teaching that you would strategically position your people for greatness, for dominion within our territories, oh God. Continue to reveal our territorial assignments. It's very important in this hour that we have strategies for obtaining the blessing, for possessing the land. Let our calling and election be sure. Cause your people to be able able to release economic systems, establish economic structures, establish pillars and powers through 
us that the kingdom will be fulfilled on earth as it is in heaven. And I speak right now to the earth. I command it to release prosperity, plenteousness, the fruit of the land as the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, O God. Allow us to take hold of your promises in this season. Make the crooked path straight. Let us know what is the hope of your calling, O God. Speak to economic systems. Speak to political systems. Speak to agricultural systems, systems of resource, O God, that the earth will be broken up and your people can plant seeds of influence and impartation and redemption in the mighty name of Jesus, O God. And we thank you in advance for being a blessing, for commanding the blessing, for being made manifest in our lives this year and in this season. I pray, O God, that it would be a year of divine dominion. Speak dominion, release dominion, release an understanding of territorial powers and principles that you have stored up for your people that our lands would be subdued and continue to endow us, oh God, with an elevation anointing, continue to endow us with a renewal anointing, continue to endow us with an anointing to soar into new dimensions of greatness, continue to release your word that would catapult us into new dimensions of greatness. God, we thank you for the warfare anointing to pull down strongholds. We thank you for the gift of faith to move mountains, oh God. I thank you today, Lord Jesus, for love that casts out all fear. And I thank you, oh God, most importantly for the fire that you give us through your presence that represents your purposes for our lives. Continue to set us ablaze, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name that we can do greater works in the name of Jesus. Release an anointing of works in the land as we possess it according to your most perfect will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Okay, so we're gonna discuss. I wanted to pray because... um, I normally don't do that. I normally pray before I begin recording, but this word is a little uh, different and um, there's it's jam-packed with revelation. It's going to be something very beautiful and powerful today as it pertains to dominion. Last week, I'm just going to recap very briefly. We talked about taking dominion by owning your purpose um, because your purpose first has to be restored. So when your purpose is restored and when you understand your purpose or it has been revealed, um, it's not a new purpose, if you will. It's something that was preordained, but it's new to us because it's it's being revealed. So it's being unclothed before us. It's being uh, made manifest or it's being explained or the light is shining on it that we can operate therein. So that process has to take place. I came if you want to go back and reference, which I advise you to do that because it was a very beautiful um, revelation last week about Joshua from Joshua chapter one and four um, that talked about from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even into the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. I talked about the coast being where your natural abilities meet your spiritual capabilities. That's why the beach is so beautiful. The coast is so beautiful. People that want to be near the water and have these ocean experience, lakes, lake experiences, river experiences, um, they all notice the beauty of the water. The experience of not only being in the water, but just the view alone can be breathtaking. And God is saying that the coastal anointing or when he speaks of coast, he's not only speaking to territory, but he's speaking to beauty. He's speaking to peace. He's speaking of possession. And um, my daughter and I were talking last week. It was very funny. She said she listened to the podcast and she was um, blessed by it. And she had a revelation about the coast. She said that that's what stuck out to her the most. And we laughed how we were discussing how the water 
goes so far and then it goes back. How the water doesn't overtake the land and how God created it that way. Um, but the water flows. The water flows according to its own system, its own schedule. And um, we were t discussing the beauty in that. And so she was blessed by it. And I'm thankful to God um, for that. With her being so young and being able to comprehend revelation, it's very important that we do that because in this hour, in this time, God is releasing blessings through revelation. This is not because there's so much going on in worldwide um, promises and provision and the way that God is making a way for us will be through revelation. And the reason that that is, is because he wants the kingdom to be revealed powerfully. So there will be secrets unclothed. Um, there will be uh, dimensions revealed in a different way and in a peculiar way for such a time as this. So today we're going to reach into some prophetic pockets and um, bless the listeners with some substance and sustenance for not only this week, but for the month of February. Um, also, I talked last week about Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which I called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I spoke about how healing the land Rafa uh, really pertains to restoring your purpose. People think the land was speaking back then as agricultural, agricultural, excuse me, restoration. And it was speaking of agricultural restoration. But in the spirit realm, every natural principle has a spiritual principle, a spiritual power. So even though God was saying prophetically, that was a prophetic moment um, in the book of Chronicles, when he was telling that to Solomon, he was saying, I'm going to restore healing, restore, fix, um, perform surgery, if you will, or medicate and I'm going to do that for my people when they seek my face. But when they, they seek my face, they must seek it for my purpose. And so a lot of us are missing the mark and not able and aren't able to possess the promises of God and the things that God has in store for us because we haven't been restored unto our original calling. Whenever you see land, I've been talking about that for the last two weeks. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, he will heal their land. Land means original. Land means original. Land means the original purpose for your life. The Bible talks about land from beginning to end. And so what God does, he uses that as a reference to say in the beginning, in the beginning of your life, in the beginning of your calling, in the beginning of your ordination, in the beginning of your purpose, in the beginning of your business, ministry, family, marriage, that land always has the opportunity to be renamed. Everything in the land has a name. So let me get into it today because I got a word today. It's going to be powerful. Speaking of names, speaking of land, speaking of dominion, how about we take dominion part three today and transition into prophetic possibilities to possess your land through identity. We're going to transition into some prophetic possibilities to possess your land through identity. So today I'm going to discuss three main focal points. I'm going to uh, hit it hard and get on out of here. And I want you to be blessed because this is not only speaking to this week, but it's going to speak to the month of February. It's going to speak to the month of February as well. We need to understand our identity. We don't need to continue to want things from God and um, 
prophetically, the Lord has been dealing with me about that. Um, see, you can establish order. You can establish purposes, but you always revert back to point A if you don't know who you are. So we've discussed vision for about 10 weeks, um, identifying your vision and identifying your purpose and the vision to see and see and see and see. But in order to possess a land and take dominion, you have to have your identity. It has to be intact. Now, God will change and uh, in, in a growth process over time, he might call you Evangelist Smith, and then he might call you Prophetess Smith. And then your identity has changed as it pertains to ministry and your obligation. He might tell you to start this business where you're doing hair over here in Susie's shop, and you have a chair in that, and that's your entrepreneurial route. But then through a growth process in a year, now you have your own building and now people are renting chairs from you. So it's important to understand that to grow in business, to grow in ministry, to grow in marriage, you grow in grace. You grow in grace through the identity of who you are. The reason that the identity is important because it tailors and customizes your identity through grace because my grace is not your grace. So people don't operate in grace because they're latching on to the identity of other people. We cannot have that. So I have a very beautiful word today. Let's just jump right in. Let's get to this identity. Uh, let's see here. Genesis 12 and one. Now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land, unto an original purpose for your life. Remember land is original. Okay. Follow me very closely because this is going to be powerful. Lots of revelation. Unto a land that I will show thee, unto a purpose that I will show thee, I will make of thee a great nation, number one. I will bless thee, number two. I will make thy name great, number three. And thou shalt be a blessing, number four. Remember, I've been talking about the number four meaning to build. So right now, God is building as you're listening. Right now, God is tempering your ability to grow in grace through the number four. I will make thee a great nation. One, I will bless thee. Two, I will make thy name great. Three, and then you'll be a blessing. Number four. So before you can understand and tap into this growth strategy, it's a growth strategy. It's a marketing strategy because he's telling him what I'm going to do. That's what the marketing does for your business, for your ministry. We're going to transition prophetically into the land through this word where you can actually begin to build in your ministry and in your business today. From, from this point forward, we're going to target ministry and business execution through mission, through manifestation, and through money. That's what we're going to do. So he's telling him, Abram, he's not Abraham, he's Abram. His name has not been changed, but I'm marketing to you. I'm telling you that if you visit my church, you will get this. I'm telling you, if you order my product, your skin will be soft like this. I'm telling you, if you let me cut your hair, I'll cut your hair like this. So there's a marketing strategy that God uses. 
people need to understand the power in marketing. He says, get thee out of thy country. Now he's giving him direction. Where you are right now is not suitable for the blessing I'm pouring out. You have to understand in order to take dominion where you are currently. Because when God begins to show you the possibility of the prophecy, the scope and the scale of their prophetic possibility, you have to know where you are and you have to be willing to move away from that place. Not only from that place, from those people. He says to get away from the country and from the kindred and from the father's house. Three things. Kindred, meaning your associations. Country is the territory and the father's house, meaning relative nature. And so the number three represents establishment. So God is now establishing a promise through marketing. So when you market yourself, establish a promise that can be upheld through power. We're going to get to the power facet in just a moment. I will make of thee a great nation. So the whole purpose of dominion is to release the anointings of the 12 tribes of Israel. I cannot wait to release that. But before I can release the anointing of the 12 tribes of Israel, which it's been blowing me away because people focus on Joseph, people focus on Judah, um, not so much, um, you know, and then you have to put uh, Manasseh and Ephraim in there because they took over an impartation anointing and extended the grace that was on Joseph's life. But that's we're not going to discuss that today. We're not going to get into that. But people normally focus on Joseph and Judah because they feel like those are the graces. But there is a powerful anointing through Reuben, through Simeon, through especially Levi, uh, Judah, um, Benjamin, Dan, Asher, Gad. I mean, it, the list goes on and on, Nephtali uh, and um, Zebulun. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful revelation. But I cannot release the, see, God will not release an anointing if the positioning is wrong because God doesn't waste power. So when the power is missing you, you're in the wrong position. That's what dominion, people think dominion is, I want this, I need this, I want that house, I want that land. But the dominion is so that you'll, you're placed strategically to receive the power from on high and impart it and release it back into the earth realm. So because there is a lack of, uh, there's a power outage right now in the kingdom, um, it's because people are out of position. So for them to get back in position and possess the land, see, God wants to bless you in the territory because once you get inside the territory, you divide an inheritance. And that's how Levi got his land. I mean, not Levi. And that's how, you know, Reuben and all of them got their land because they were in the territory to divide it. So if you're not in the proper territory, you have nothing to divide. And that's why you don't have anything. You have nothing to divide because the anointing can't fall on you because you're out of position. And so God told him, I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. And in thee, all families of the earth will be blessed. Okay. This is very key to understand so that we can release the 12 anointings. When I do discuss them next Monday, we need to be able to take hold, let the word saturate us through a spirit of prophecy and move forward powerfully. Okay. So we're going to need identification. How do we get that identification to be a blessing in Genesis? Okay. Let's go back. Let's talk about Genesis chapter 32. I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 22. It says on the third day, Abram lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. This is when Abraham is beginning to sacrifice his son, Isaac. 
So the Lord was dealing with me about something very powerful that I'm just going to reveal very quickly. Abraham was never going. See, verse four says on the third day, if you Google third day biblically, there's just so much power there. I mean, the third day, like I just spoke of earlier, always means to establish a promise third or three. And so on the third day, Abram lifted up his eyes and he was, he was taking Isaac to be sacrificed. He saw the place afar off. Now God revealed to me that he did not see what Abraham was seeing as he was taking Isaac to be sacrificed was Jesus being sacrificed. This is why today I'm releasing a prophetic transition. This is a prophetic transition. Abraham was on his way to sacrifice Isaac because he was succumbed by a spirit of prophecy where he was able to see the sacrificing of um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Because it says on the third day, Jesus rose on the third day. So he was taken thousands of years and that's why he was willing to do it. It was a spirit of prophecy. You don't believe me? I'll show you. Verse 14 says, and Abram called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. So in this mount, Mount Moriah, which is the same mountain that um, God visited Solomon on, and I'll discuss this, this dispensation of Abraham versus the dispensation of the kingdom that Solomon operated in. Two different things, same grace, same anointing, same glory. But we'll talk about that when we get ready to break down the different tribes of Israel and the 12 anointings. Verse 15, he said, so it's seen in this mountain, Mount Moriah, the angel of the Lord said unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, meaning impartation. He said, by myself, have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and has not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing, I will bless thee and multiplying. I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand, which is upon the seashore. There's the coast again, the seashore. So every territory and every uh, dominion has a coastal anointing. He's told Abraham this in the beginning. Abraham is the father of dominion. It all started with Abraham. That's why I'm referencing this. This is not our reference scripture, but this is just to, to, to give, get you to understand uh, the power behind where we're going. Okay. As uh, the seed, thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand, which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham did not, Abraham was already a part of the Canaan anointing, which is the so-called promised land that Moses and, and Joshua um, endeavored to inhabit. And what happened was, um, so this is where it began. And then he, and then Isaac had the twins. He had Esau and Jacob. This is where the prophetic possibilities begin. So God made them twins because I'm going to get into that prophetic possibilities to possess the land. Your nation anointing has to be revealed. This is what he revealed to Abraham, the nation anointing. Remember I spoke a few weeks ago, everyone has a nation anointing, but if you haven't possessed dominion, territory, businesses, land, assets, influence, impact, the reason that is, is because God hasn't revealed your identity before you can have that type of anointing. Your identity has to be intact, who you are and why who you are and why and, and your audience or who you're meant to affect. 
that has to be sure. Genesis 32, 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. So he's telling him royalty. You're a prince. You have a prince anointing, but I'm changing your name first. Before Israel will have 12 tribes, Israel has to be Israel. Before you will have that million dollar enterprise, you have to have your name changed. You have to accept your new identity. And watch this. Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, why are you asking me my name? And there he blessed him. So the angels are very wise. A lot of people are not familiar with angels and don't have angelic ministries. But I will tell you this. God has revealed to me that this angel is the same angel that was there when Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac. Revelation alert. The reason that Jacob wrestled with this angel so strongly is because he knew that was the angel that promised Abraham that he would bless him and all the nations of the earth would be blessed. So he wrestled with him like, uh-uh, you told my grandfather X, Y, and Z, and, I, and I'm here. I need that right now. I need you to come up off that blessing right now. I need that. I need that right now. Remember you told Abraham? I need that. That blessing is mine. That's why Jacob wrestled. Jacob was in between the old blessing. He couldn't go back to Laban. And he was in between meeting Esau, the person he stole the blessing from. So he's saying, before I can confront my past issues in power, you have to bless me in this part right here. You got to bless me in this transitional phase. You have to prophetically bless me through the prophetic word. There was a prophetic anointing there because of what Abraham and the angel discussed on Mount Moriah. See, that angel began to prophesy. The angel began to prophesy on Mount Moriah when he was there with Isaac and with Abraham. The angel said, in blessing, I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and the sand, which is upon the seashore. That's prophetic. Those are prophecy. The angel began to prophesy. This same angel is the angel that Jacob wrestled with. And so he's saying, now, you know, you prophesied to my grandfather. You know, and if you read earlier in, in this chapter, there were a host of angels that came to meet Jacob. So Jacob already knew that I am encompassed by an angelic host, an angelic company, and they're going to bless me because I cannot confront the person I stole the blessing from, the person I ran from. I went over here with Laban for 20 years and I tried to establish myself, but that didn't work. So I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place, but I have to move forward because the blessing is on my life. But I have to first mend the old waste places with my brother, with my old business partner, with my old pastor, with my old church. But before I can move forward, the angel of the Lord must bless me because it's been promised. So that is where the body of Christ is right now. We're in between a rock and a hard place. We don't know what's going on around us, but God says he's releasing a blessing in this season and in this hour. If we first accept our identity because we cannot and will not have authorization in the land until we accept who we are. Now, how do you know this, Felicia? Let's continue to read a little bit more. We got a couple more minutes. It says right here, and the next chapter, Genesis 33, Jacob lifted up his eyes. Now, how do you know that was the same angel? It's the same angel. It's the same context. It says in Abraham, when Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac, it says in Abraham lifted up his eyes. 
and he saw the ram in the bush. Now, Jacob, two generations later, is lifting up his eyes and looked and beheld Esau came with Esau came 400 men and he divided the children unto Leah, unto Rachel, unto the two handmaidens, four women. You have four women that are going to establish 12 tribes amongst themselves through the blessing of God. But you have Esau who was robbed that came with 400 men, meaning a hundredfold of the building anointing was still on Esau. Did you hear what I said? Now, remember in the beginning, I talked about the number four. Number one, I will make of thee a great nation. Number two, I will bless thee. Number three, thy name will be great. Number four, thou will be a blessing. So that's the number four. That was the original promise to Abraham. But now you have Esau and Jacob meeting back up after there was controversy about the blessing. So God, it has us in a place where we have to, in order to build the number four, in order to build upon the blessing, we have to confront the blessing through our identity and who we are. The things in the past, we don't relive them. We overtake them through the anointing. So he that's why he's introducing Esau. Here's Rachel. She's going to give birth to Joseph. Here's Leah. She has my six sons. Here are the handmaidens. They have my other four sons. And so he's introducing them to the lineage of the blessing. And that's how the hatred between the robbery, the stealing, the lying was cut off. Now we're in Christ. So our sins have already been forgiven, but God prophetically ordained it that way that we can operate in that same order or that same glory or that same grace and be a great nation but it's through our identity. So ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have to share today. I wish I had more time because I have so much more to share, but have a blessed Monday. Have a blessed week. Let February be the best month of your life. Go forth onto greatness. I hope that you obtain the dimension of greatness. And I hope that you're sure about your identity so that you can possess the land and have dominion. And if you're not, just pray unto God and God will show you your purpose and who you are so that you can attain a dimension of greatness. Have a blessed week, ladies and gentlemen. Till next Monday. Bye-bye.